1: And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bench with Bubba as we continue our team by team previews across all 30 teams around Major League Baseball to get you ready for the 2023 fantasy baseball season. We stick with the NL Central and we go to Cincinnati to Great American Small Park, a great hitters heaven and hopefully pitchers for some of the guys on the roster this year. I'm uh, to help me break down the Cincinnati Reds is a good friend of the show, good friend of mine. You can find him on at, on you know rotowire.com, maybe on SiriusXM radio, on the, the podcast that all people listen to on Sunday nights, which uh, with Scott Jensted. He's on Twitter at Jeff underscore Erickson. Jeff Erickson, how are we doing, my friend?
0: I'm doing well. I'm happy to ride Scott's coattails again this year. So, uh, should be super fun. Uh, Fred Zinke on Tuesdays, too.
1: Uh, you gotta make sure Fred gets his love, too. He does. Fred that's is an awesome. amazing. That's a great show because Fred's got quite the fantasy mind when it comes to trades and other things. So, yeah, that's and track fun. record in the expert leagues yeah. too. I mean, he yeah. is one of the very best. So yeah, it's a good call. You can't do that. You know, I got James hosting Wednesdays. Yeah, uh, you got you got you got the slew of uh, options there at RotoWire, of course, because baseball is in full swing now. Jeff, I don't know if you if you heard, but um, football's over, so it's baseball yeah. season.
0: It ended two weeks ago, as far as I'm concerned. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it, and we're doing five podcasts a week. Uh, doing the Thursday podcast, which will get you on again this season. Uh, I'm off this Thursday because uh, FSGAs, but got the great Sarah Sanchez talking Cubs with me and Tout Wars in two weeks. I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah, it's lots of baseball talk. Going to daytime starting next week on Sirius XM starting on Monday the 20th, uh, noon to 2 Eastern, 9 to 11 Best Coast. So uh, can't, can't wait for that, too. And
1: then uh, I'll do the shameless plug for you. I believe there's like a free 10-day trial at It was a free trial. Um, it's
0: RotoWire.com slash pod. It's a free peek behind the paywall. It's no longer 10 days, but yeah, just ping right. us that support at RotoWire.com and we'll work with you. It's, it's all good. But we want you to take a peek at it, take a look at our projections, our articles, you name it. And if you've got a concern with one of them, just reach me. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll
1: respond even. Um, and you know, hopefully you'll want to subscribe. Uh, for fun, real quick, before we get into the Reds, I know you do like majority, if not all of the projections for a road wire when it comes to baseball. And I know you've talked about it before. You like doing like three year averages and these other uh, type uh, mixed year formula that you like, how are you handling it with, you know, you have a 2020 season mixed in right now, you have a different baseball every season, you have different rules every season. Yeah, Like, how are you kind of going about that? I'm just guessing as best, like everybody else, the best we
0: can. Sure. I mean, I try to, I I think last year has to uh, have a little bit more weight than it usually would um, just because, I know, mean, the, the 2020 season was just, an, you know, complete aberration. Uh, so it's really hard to compare that versus any other season, especially with the un- completely unbalanced schedule. Uh, and then you add, add in, we got ch- rule changes this year and a WBC. So it's never normal. That, I think we always want to say we just want to have a normal year. This is as close as we're going to get. Yeah. Uh, full Full spring training except WBC and new rule changes.
1: If we have videos of actual pitchers and catchers in spring training camp right now. So it's yeah. that normally gotten as of February 14th. So that's a, a really nice thing these days. Let's talk Cincinnati Reds, Jeff. Let's have some fun with this. And we'll kick it off with your starting second baseman, in Jonathan India. Rough 2021 uh, 22 season based on the injuries he dealt with. I think he came back too early the first time. But um, now you're getting an ADP of like 180 ish, 181, which seems like a nice if deal if you believe in a bounce back. So what do you think about India for 2023? So I went back and forth
0: on India with the triple play uh, podcast guys, and uh, I'm a little lower than the crowd um, because I, I think the stat cast numbers are, you know, not great. Um, I think re- it's, it's red is good there. So blue, they're very blue, I think there. Um, and I get he was playing hurt a lot. So that, that might be it. He had a nice stretch in September before he got hurt again. He's going to run. I think that's a good thing. I hope he's going to run and he needs to run to really justify it a whole lot. I'm going to take him in the low range of his range though. Uh, I, I haven't been taking him at 180. I think there are a lot of second basemen in that area. Um, so, and I'm often looking for stolen bases from the position. So I guess I want a little bit more from that. Uh, there, there, There's plenty of things that, uh, you know, he reasons that you could believe in a bounce back, but you got to believe that A, he's going to stay healthy. B, he's going to turn around some of those hard hit metrics and, and, and see run the ball. Well, I mean, run, not run the ball, run a little bit more often, still trying to transition here, guys work with me. Uh, but uh, you know, it, he's, you know, I can see a profit. I, I you don't really have to kind of squint to see where I could be wrong on this one. Uh, nonetheless, there's other guys. I like a little bit better at that range.
1: Yeah, no, he's been one that I totally see where he can become a value. If he returns to the rookie of the year form, but at the same time, is is he going to return to that rookie of the year form is the question. So it's not like a, a must pick for me at 180, mm-hmm. but at least I consider it based on how the draft's flowing at that point in time. But, right. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like At first, when I dug in, like, say, November, I'm like, oh, this is too great. He's got to be a value at this point. And then you start looking at it some more, like you mentioned. It's not as um, captain obvious as it seems. Right.
0: Like, for instance, I would take Jake Cronenworth, a little bit later, uh, he got a few picks later. I'd take him over India, I'd take Jeff McNeil over India. I'd probably take Luis O'Reilly but although going to Miami doesn't help him, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's and Brandon Drury's always is a fun little one to discuss yeah. too. Just because a, I mean, new ballpark again, uh, was this just like Cincinnati magic or is he going to be able to do this in Anaheim? But Drury also, you get three positions out of that yeah, too, which good. is
1: another thing I like. Yeah, I like that a lot with Drury. It looks like the Angels are going to try to play him as much as possible, so that's a, a big plus as well. Let's go to the interesting outfield situation. We'll start with TJ Friedel, who is projected on roster resource lead off. We'll see how that plays out. He could platoon as well. Mm-hmm. ADP of like 354, so he's essentially going late, late free in drafts. We saw a little power, a little speed in his time last season. What's your outlook for a guy like Friedel? You know, I'm warming up to him.
0: Uh, that's a guy I grabbed actually in the uh, Arizona Fall League first pitch Arizona speakers draft. Uh, we started this draft champions league in late January. We finished it up a couple of weeks ago. I actually sniped Doug Dennis. So that that's actually good because he's Doug's a smart guy. Um, so I like doing that. You know, you know, the thing is, we're going for cheap speed. I mean, that's all we're really going for here. And if he happens to get, you know, a little extra, a little bit of extra power in there as well. He had eight homers last year. All the better. I mean, he's hitting in a good park. Obviously, it's a tragic lineup. When they go on the road, you're gonna probably want to avoid him. But I, I view him like Jake Fraley a lot, where great home streamer.
1: Yeah, that, that leads us right into Jake Fraley. That's why like, I've been I've been looking at Friedel and um in uh draft champions, like you mentioned, and he's been kind of standing out as the late outfield source that I've been targeting because you have Jake Fraley going almost hundred picks sooner, 70, 80 picks sooner. And uh, maybe doesn't run as much, but what's your thoughts between the two with like a Jake Fraley and a Friedel? Obviously, you said they're better at home than on the road, but how do you look at those two?
0: I think Fraley is a better hitter.
1: Um, you know, I
0: think there's 220 is an outcome for him, but so is 275, 280. Uh, and I think that the shift rules might help him a little bit, too. So and you're getting a little bit more power. Uh, you know, find that week where he gets five right-handed starters, six right-handed starters. Oh, that would be that, especially at home. That would be wonderful. Um, I, I think uh, I I find myself probably talking myself into Fraley and Friedel more
1: than any other red hitters. Uh, I, you know, there's not too many others that I'm that interested in. Yeah. it, it Well, it's a streaming club, as you kind of mentioned. It's like we used to do with Coors. You get it with Great America. Yeah. You have some fun there. And there's definitely options in that regard for sure. This one's tough, and I know it's got to be tough for you being a, a Reds fan forever, is uh, Joey Votto. And last year was not a great year. That's putting no. it nicely. But he's still out there. He's still Joey Votto. His ADP is like 475 right now. Is he just kind of sailing off into the sunset for you, Jeff, or is there a chance to see a little bit of a resurgence for you?
0: I think there could be a Pujols-esque bump. I don't think he – you know, I, I hope it's more Pujols and less Miggy. Yeah, that's uh, true. I mean, I he was so hurt last year that I really want to kind of just write it off. But he's also at at an age where, yeah, players get hurt more, they recover slower. All these things are ha- things that can happen. I I think at that price, sure, whatever. Um, in a twelve-team mix league, he's not going to get drafted probably. In a fifteen-teamer in a main event, you're talking round twenty-nine or thirty. Sure, he's going to play. Uh, probably not every day. You know, I don't. Uh, he'll probably be at a decent spot in the lineup. Again, he's a streamer at
2: home.
1: Yeah, he's he's been one I keep looking at in drafts. I'm like, I wanna do it, I wanna do it. I don't think I've done it yet. But it's only uh... jersey I own, by the way. For a baseball and player, I, and I've seen that jersey a few times. That's a first pitch special, right Yes, there. it is. So, yes, it is. Yes, definitely. Uh, it's a good jersey to own. It's, Should uh, have it's,
0: worn it for this. I don't know what I was thinking.
1: <laughs> it's it's funny you mentioned it's like a side note on the jersey things. I've always been that way. I only buy jerseys almost when a guy's retired or I know he's basically going to retire with the team because people change so often. It's like I have my Will Clark jerseys. I have a couple other jerseys. Mm-hmm. I just can't, you know, buy someone like yeah i it's, it's tough. got tough.
0: three well one's even like a sweatshirt jersey and that's Joe Burrow that's the only contemporaneous
1: like young player I have but Votto and Steve Iserman uh so Eisenman. yeah, yeah. And, and you know and i'm not gonna say it's just to placate my guest on the show but burrow better be a bangle for a long time that's yeah. all i'm saying like yeah, that's that's one of those like find the money people make it i, I also
0: th- oh i mean they, they sold the naming rights at the stadium they're they're, yeah. they're do- moving heaven and earth to make sure he gets signed and it, from all impressions i get he wants to be there he's in ohio yeah so i i think it's shaping up pretty well we'll find out in a couple months on that one there Good, good.
1: All right, let's go to the catcher's position here with Tyler Stevenson, ADP of 132. We know the hitting skills are pretty good, especially batting average-wise for a catcher. He has just hurt a ton last year. He can play first base also, but there's that guy Joey Votto down there. But, you know, with a healthy Stevenson and the, the way the catcher's position sets up, there's definitely a spot for him. How do you view Tyler Stevenson this year?
0: Uh, I view him as someone I'm going to probably have a little bit of. Um, I, you know, the thing is, they're talk already talking about playing 30, 130, 140 games, getting them DH and first base starts here and there. Uh, they're talking about carrying three catchers, uh, Kirk DeSalle and Luke Malley would be the other two, uh, both veteran ish catchers. So they, they don't feel like they're losing a whole lot. The the pitchers like pitching to both of those catchers. So, um, I, you know, the second concussion with Stevenson was kind of scary. You know, it's all the first one, okay, that happens. Second one, you're like, oh. Um, this could linger a while. I mean, look at witness what happened with Tua in football this yeah. year. Um, and same thing is kind of an issue there in baseball. You know, we we've seen it before. Joe Mauer, you know, any name your Minnesota Twin basically, and you, you've had concussion issues with the, uh, them and how they've lingered. So it's always kind of scary to watch. But uh I, I think yeah, Babbitt was a little bit high with Stevenson. I think we all expect the batting average to come down. It's always a regress to what situation, not whether he'll reg- regress, but. Nonetheless, um, he's one of the catchers I happen to like. Uh, there, there's a lot of good young catchers in the game right now. We're lucky.
1: Yeah, we're definitely uh, lucky in that regard. And I like the, the some of the stuff you mentioned there about they want to get them on the field besides just catching. We talk about mm-hmm. at-bats. I, I had the wonderful task of writing about like 50 catchers already this offseason. And you realize how quickly the, uh, just a bunch of them you're hoping for 100 games real quickly so if you get 130 140 a guy like stevenson that just catapults him up the list in a big big way yeah absolutely all right one of your new reds in mr will myers um i know i've spouted off a lot about how excited i am about this i'm also kind of tongue-in-cheek at the same time because it is will myers he has to stay healthy to make this work but an adp of 230 going to that ballpark where it seems like they kind of want to or have to play him a little bit there's appeal to me in this one i don't know what your thoughts are on will myers He's this year's Randall Gritchick. um
0: Oh no, <laughs> average guy going to a great hitting environment probably bumps him a little bit, but
1: not as much as you think it will. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Unfortunately, and that's the thing is he's got to stay healthy. He doesn't run like he used to, so you're you're hoping for 20 home runs and things uh things pan out for you. But then again, goes to a different ballpark as you mentioned, and that gets kind of uh, murky as well. So I, I'm I need to
0: send that story. to Justin Mason. By the way, he's got that series. Uh, who is this year's? oh yeah uh version i need to jump on that one before someone else claims it that's a good one yeah Uh, because everyone wants to say he's this year's tommy fan but i don't think uh anyone's going to trade for will myers so that's i think that's the difference but we'll see um yeah i mean the thing is 230 it's fine um can he stay healthy can he hit for average Eh, these are things i mean yeah i think the ballpark is definitely going to help him I, i i i always tend to think these good hitting environments make good hitters a lot better they don't make bad hitters good, and not that he's saying Will Myers is bad. That's a good point, though. Uh, I think he's an average. He's a replacement level MLB hitter, um, so that makes him slightly above replacement level now.
1: That's a good point, though, about the 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 good ball, the hitting ballparks how they affect certain hitters other more than others. Right. Um, let's talk about uh, Spencer Steer here. Everyone's kind of hyped up for him to come up last year. Didn't really do much in his first debut, his first cup of coffee. Showing a little bit of a promise in the minors, though. Looks to have a, a job coming out of camp now. So you can get him in an ADP of 420 in, in uh, draft champions. How are you approaching Spencer Steer?
0: Uh, I am not going to lasso him, steer uh, and try to make sure he's mine, but uh, same time. Are you going to steer clear of him? I won't steer clear either. Very good, Bubba. <laughs> nice. I, like, I like that you're getting in the spirit of this. Um, <laughs> I, hey, stop me if you're this. He's a home streamer. But, yeah. <laughs> and he, he'll play for now, but he's going to have to hit pretty quickly because the Reds have a lot of, you know, shortstops that won't be shortstops eventually coming. Um, And at some point in time, someone's going to, so if he's, I mean, there's a, a whole number of guys that are going to be pushing for that playing time in the second half of the season, right? For the short term, it's like steer and Kevin Newman starting on that left side of the infield. But I would predict that neither won't be starting by the end of the year.
1: That's good news for uh, those Kevin Newman people out there. I'll say that much. That's why I didn't put him on the outline. Because so I was like, we're not going to pretend this is going to have an impact at some point in time. But I am going to pretend this, that Nick Sinzel is going to be healthy some season, Jeff. And I <laughs> saw your tweet earlier today, about an hour before recording. <laughs> can't quit him. <'em. laughs> so, ADP of 520. It's like, you got to take a shot here or there when it comes to that talent. But what are your thoughts? Because I think we're, we're realists at the same time. Number two
0: overall pick in the draft. What could go wrong? The Reds screwed him up. Now, the problem is you can't undo that. I mean, that's it, it it stays screwed. That's the problem. Um, and you know, he he went four months without walking. I just saw today. Uh, it's just, Ooh, that sounds scary. doesn't sound like a guy that's going to run a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, what are they going to put him at? What position are they going to put him at this year? Catcher? I don't know. Um, it's just, it's so aggravating seeing that, but he finally got a a chance last year and then got hurt so many times. They just added Will Benson and I think Benson's going to play more than people think. Uh, it, I think Benson's and then he's also Benson's a threat to Friedel too, by the way, and Fraley I mean, Benson's a guy that was, had a prospect pedigree at one point in time. I think he's got decent on base skills. Uh, he's someone that could be sneakily uh, involved in the playing time picture here a little bit. So, uh, you know, if I don't think Senzel's Senzel looks good now, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not ready for the start of the season. Wouldn't be surprised if he's in a platoon. Uh, and yet I, we'll probably add him in 1 DC somewhere down the line or some some really deep league I'll probably you know take a, take a chance on
1: him. Yeah, that pedigree's there so I don't blame you one bit on that one especially at his ADP basically coming in uh, free for you right now. Anybody else worth mentioning? You know there's the Newmans, there's Chad Penders, there's a couple catchers. I'm not seeing anything that stands out as a big uh, target right now. Goodbye Newman. No. Uh I, I
0: uh I mean, pinder could be that guy that hits you know runs into a few fastballs and takes advantage of that short relatively short porch in left field uh but he comes with an obvious cost he's going to strike out 100 times so fast he'll make your head spin so yeah you're a bay area guy
1: you know this all yes. too well yep yep he's a uh, if you got a bunch of lefties and he's in cincinnati for the week go ahead and pick him up that's what i'll that's what i'll tell you right now it's about yep. all all he's going to be worth for me this season Let's go to the mound, though, where there is some definite optimism or at least some hype and excitement in Cincinnati. And we'll start with Hunter Green, ADP around 111. We saw how he finished the year, like, definitely with, like an improved arm, kind of got, got it going, it was just dominant. So what uh-huh. are your hopes uh, for Green in um, 2023?
0: Uh, I, I think there always is the talk, oh, if he could only add a third pitch or improve a third pitch. As if it were that easy, it, you know, they'd do it. I mean, it, so many times – you hear that? Uh, Green's awesome when he's on. He's super fun to watch. I, I got to see him in person this last year uh, in that Dodgers start where he actually pitched pretty well. Uh, I worry about him staying healthy. I worry about the team context, the ballpark context. Uh, the Brewers seem to get to him pretty readily a couple of times. I think the thing is, can he go six innings? Can he, you know, can he get through that two and a half, three times through the order, or do do they do they start to get the measure of him? Uh he needs to improve, you know, the is great. I mean, he needs he needs to getting that change up going. He's he bagged it on occasions, as, as our uh, Outlook says. Um, you know, he, he needs that, especially against lefties.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do because he kept the ball in the park, stopped walking guys towards the end of the season. We'll see if it can continue on. That takes us to Nick Lodello, though, who's going 12 picks behind Hunter Green. And you know, this guy, he's got like a Chris Sale vibe to him, the way mm-hmm. he is on the mound out there. Very, very strong stuff. So how are you thinking about Lodolo? And then and then would you rather go Lodolo or Green?
0: I'd rather go Ladolo over Green. Tristan Cockroff is a neat from ESPN is a mean, nasty, awful person. Took him one pick before me in that said uh speakers draft. Um I, I like Ladolo a lot. I think he's super polished. I the walks are a little bit concerned. Obviously, durability is a concern. Same con- team context problems there, but if I had to choose the long-term career of either, I take Ladola over Green, and without a whole lot of hesitation.
1: Okay, that's interesting because yeah, I get torn between the two, and I usually end up falling to Ladola between the two because he's going later. That's just mm-hmm. my sure. preference. That's a fine philosophy, but it's just like there. I, I, I like both of them, and I think on uh, uh, one of our recent shows with me and Bloomfield, um, someone asked because we were doing ADPs like one hundred to one hundred and fifty. And they said, what pitchers in this range could you foresee being like a top two or three round pick next year? And we both said Green and Lodolo. We wouldn't be shocked if it was either one of them. Like they have that that ceiling at the same time that they're so young, it could get kind of blow up in your face also. Yeah. But there, this is where you kind of get to the draft. If like these are your SP3s potentially, maybe four if you're really aggressive on pitching. Right. They could be ceiling guys and that would be quite, quite interesting as you you build things up there.
0: I mean, you look at the Reds organization, I mean, they need these two guys to really yep. make it because, I mean, Graham Ashcraft could be interesting, but they don't have a whole lot behind. Brandon okay. Williamson came over last year from the Mariners in the Winker, uh, Eugenio Suarez trade. Turns out it was the Suarez trade, not the Winker trade, uh, although I didn't think it was going to be that case. And he didn't have a good year. He didn't really develop like they thought. Uh, they added some, uh, some live arms like Chase Petty. They got some other interesting possible arms, but most of their prospects are infielders. Like, if you look at our depth chart, uh, and you look at the like a Roto Wire prospects in the top 400, the top one, two, the top nine prospects in the system are all infielders. Yeah. Um, so, that, that gives you an indication. Now, infielders can move anywhere, that you know, take that, especially shortstops can move anywhere. So, you kind of take yeah. that philosophy. But the point is, like, most and I, I think this is a good way to build a system. You build the hitters first, and then you can parachute the arms in. You know, it's like what the Astros did, what the Cubs did when they did a tear down and rebuild. I don't count on the Reds doing the rebuild part of it there, though. That's the thing. <laughs> I I think that, but but I mean, you look at that. They got their lo- their farm system's loaded with guys, and that's why Steer really has to hit well because there's Ellie De La Cruz, there's Marte, there's Cam Collier eventually, and Carnacion and Strand. I mean, they've got guys that are just you know. Coming out of their ears in the infield, McLean's another guy that's really interesting. So, uh, but they don't have the pitchers. They they don't have a whole lot now. I think it's hard to draft pitchers well. Obviously, I mean the Angels once when you spent all their first twenty picks on pitchers one year and they're struggling to get like two guys out of that class. I mean it's it's
1: not easy. No, it's not with all the arm issues, and that's why even like just you can take it from a real life to like I said, a dynasty startup league. I always prefer to get on my hitters and I'll figure out pitching later or or stuff along those lines because it's just. It's tricky. It's tricky. That's why I prefer Like, I'd rather have my team be like the Reds and have all these bats you can develop and then whatever money you feel like spending because we know they don't spend a lot, but whatever they spend spend on starting pitching. Go do that. Go get some veteran pitchers. Figure yeah. it out in that regard. I think that's a much better philosophy to go by. and That's why I didn't put anybody after Greenwood Dolo because you mentioned it's Ascraft. It's Sessa, It's it's a slew of I don't knows. Yeah. Um, the over window in- is closed on us. We don't know. Yeah, it's, it's over as they'd say yeah. um anything else that uh, starting pitching wise or just kind of let's move I mean, into the fun that's the pull let's
0: talk Ashcraft for just a
1: nanosecond because
0: okay. he throws hard
1: he just doesn't get the strikeouts
0: he's a ground ball machine just has never really gotten the strikeouts but I mean you, you look at him you see how hard he throws it's like where are the strikeouts he just doesn't have that other it is obviously the off-speed offerings aren't there but uh I could see him taking a step. He took a leap in the minors and, you know, especially in 2021. So you might see like a second year at a level where he gets a, a little bit of a step forward. We're talking a streamer again on the road this time, though. Yes, uh, right. and, but, you know, someone that, and you know, you never want to have a guy that you can't use at home. Um, that, that's always like the Gene McCaffrey rule. Always want, you know, if you can't use a pitcher in his home ballpark, what are you doing rostering him? Unless it's just as a streamer.
1: True. That's That always is the, the Rockies conundrum. So, yep. And as we've seen, great America, better hitters parked than Co- 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 Coors lately. So it just, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Even scarier, even scarier. Uh, bullpen now. This is the thing, and I've heard you say, and I'm 100% on board, I'm pretty sure with what you're going to say is, I just don't trust anybody here because it's a revolving door in Cincinnati. Alexis Diaz is awesome, but how do you see this bullpen playing out if you're looking at a fantasy perspective?
0: I mean, Diaz is, uh, was awesome in a small sample, as a lot of relievers are uh and i don't trust david bell uh there, there's that yet i i almost went up to 20 saves on diaz I, it's not going to that's not enough to get him by the way i think you know you got to have him projected for 30 saves if you're using any sort of ranking algo that's connected to the projections uh it's for, for you to get him at the uh adp cost but he's the most likely got it closed but it's david bell he just he'll he'll use diaz in the fifth so fast will make your head spin um you know he'll he'll do that just just because uh TJ Anton had a setback. So that's okay. one less guy. Uh we don't know what Lucas Sims is going to be this spring. We'll watch him closely. Uh, but Santillon could be there. Reaver San Martin. It doesn't matter who's there. Yeah. He'll find things. I mean, the fact is, no one was mentioning Alexis Diaz's name last year, really. I mean, not until he started he got the first save and he looked good a little bit. I'm like, oh, watch you know, watch the metrics. See how see well how well he's pitching. Maybe, maybe he's someone you can pick up. But it's tough; it's really tough
1: to count on that. Very, very true. It's that's why I kind of steer clear. Is it's just a headache all by itself Mm -hmm. in that situation. But Diaz was good, like you said, a small sample looked really, really good. Um, Let's talk some of those prospects that you mentioned earlier that maybe we'll see this year. I know everybody wants to talk about Ellie De La Cruz. He's getting drafted actually pretty well in uh, these DCs. Uh, Do you think we see him this year to overtake maybe Newman per se?
0: If it's not him, it's Marte. Uh, It's somebody. Um, but yeah, I love Ellie. I think that, you know, I mean, it's hard not to, I mean, he just, he, he, he's a YouTube porn right now. I mean, it's just like, oh, there's another Homer. Oh, look at him run. I mean, I question a little bit about the defense. Um, and that's, you know, when sometimes we're looking at these shortstop prospects, the defense is thing that prevents a lot of guys from getting called up a lot of times and we don't realize it sometimes it's like yeah yeah he needs to work on his defenses it's, it becomes like a, like a twitter meme but in a lot of cases it it can be true he's a big guy for shortstop you know a lot like o'neill Cruz, except i think he's a better hitter uh better uh better i mean he's still got some you know play discipline issues as well i mean 94 strikeouts in a high a and then 64
1: more in double a but um man just I, i'm dreaming on him a lot yeah, he's he's an impressive uh, guy. I broke down recently in a a little kind of deeper article deal when you look at him. Just with his ADP of four seventeen, like just give him the chance. He seems quite in, in, enticing. You mentioned Oelvy Marte is there. Um, I want to. I have to ask you, Jose Barrero. Are we just done with him, or is there still kind of an open window for for Barrero?
0: There is a tiny little window right okay. now,
1: um,
0: but because uh, the Reds have said they're not giving up on him yet. Yeah. Uh, and it's Kevin Newman in front of him. If Brero has a crazy good spring, they're gonna find a way to get him in there a little bit. But this is his last last dance right now. Uh, because uh, you know the cavalry's coming, so he, he, it's either now or never.
1: Yeah, it's interesting scrolling through like um roster resources, going through your minors. Like you, they're not sexy by any means. We still have Justin Dunn, who there was hope for at one point in time. You mentioned mm-hmm. Brandon Williamson didn't pan out in the in his pitching, you got Noel Marte. Um there's some interesting names you mentioned uh, Will Benson could be something fun Nick Solak still there if he ever figures that one out. Yeah. Um there's Jason Bossler is there in my house. Yes. yes. Uh, like there, there's there's names that honestly we wouldn't be surprised if we did like a two week run where you go and grab them off the waiver wire and then they disappear again for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um so the Reds are going to be a fun fantasy team. What's your overall outlook for the Reds in 2023? Oh, pain. Uh they're going to be really bad uh you know those guys that you mentioned i mean they're
0: they're trying to strike lightning in the bottle they've had some you know modicum of success look at Drury last year uh it's just an example they're they're gonna get playing time is currency and it's a great hitting environment uh they're able to turn Drury into a prospect which is better than a lot of the nri so this is a team where you pay attention to the nris a little bit at least especially on the hitting side um not not so much on the pitching side, you know. Uh, you know they don't they don't have Don Gullett and Jim Bowden working together to find the next Pete Shurik, but uh, who knows? Maybe they're certainly going to throw out a lot of things at the wall and see if they stick. That's for sure. Uh, but they've had more success on the uh, the hitting side. Although they did get Dan Straley and turn him into Luis Castillo. That's so, true. I mean, bottom fishing can pay pay, but you know, once you get there, then you have to do something. And I don't see that commitment. That's the problem. It's a big they the problem. they can. Do these little things and get up to 75, 80 wins. Yay, we could be good next year. All we need to do is add these. It's a commitment from ownership. And shockingly, the Bengals got there before the Reds. Mike Brown is notoriously the cheapest owner in the NFL, and he's not cheap anymore. I, I, it, it's a world gone mad.
1: It's like he he tasted what what the glory of winning is and wanted to have more of it. Where the Reds just uh, haven't got there yet. It feels like. Well, and they so. committed
0: even before that though, when they signed That's like true. DJ Reader and and Mike Hilton and a couple of guys like that that set the 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 cornerstone there. Got somehow they convinced them to spend a little bit, and meanwhile you've got the Reds owners going out and saying they're running the team like a nonprofit. I mean, it's just like or or that they are a nonprofit. You know, it depends on depends on your interpretation of his comments,
1: but just like. Stop talking. You're not helping. The bright side is, is the ballpark's a great ballpark to visit. I'll say that much. It I haven't be- visited it yet. You're ahead of me. Really? No, I, I was, I had to go to Indianapolis for something and the giants nice. just happened to be in town. And that was like a, it's like a 35, 40 minute drive. It's not that far away. It feels like it I grew up short. in Indy. I grew okay. up in Indy. It's about an hour 40. Um, um, I, thought, if, I, I wasn't driving. So I felt a lot, a lot quicker coming. Yeah. From well, Vice you're going and, to a
0: ball game. So of yeah. course it's going to feel quicker. So that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, yeah. It, it I so I grew up, you know, I grew up in Indy when I saw Eric Davis play as a minor leaguer. Although I think they switched to Wichita right around that time as a triple A team, but I saw the red the big red machine would come to down come to town to do the uh majors versus triple A exhibition nice. every year. George Foster hit a ball off a light tower. It was awesome. I mean, so it was always an easy drive. Uh I saw a lot of games in the riverfront, just nothing in Great American yet.
1: Yeah. No, well you'll get to check that off the box soon enough, I have a feeling. So that'll yeah, be fun for, sure. for you. And uh We'll wrap it up there, Jeff. Once again, uh, remind everybody of what you got going on over there at (laughs) rotawire.com. Too many things. Uh, It's awesome. But uh, we've got uh, our podcast five a week. Now
0: we've got the radio show switching to daytimes uh, beginning on Monday uh we've got ryan roof just came out with a new article uh he's doing his closer work james anderson's doing yeoman's work all off season not just prospect work but just a weekly yes. podcast with all the great people in the industry uh he's been doing a lot of draft strategies talk it's it's great stuff there jason collette todd zola i can go on and on check it all out rotowire.com slash pod take a free peek behind that paywall and hopefully you like it
1: yeah i recommend it i don't shouldn't have to you guys should already be there but i recommend rotowire.com and more importantly Good old Jeff Erickson here. Follow him on Twitter at Jeff underscore Erickson. Jeff, always thanks for joining me, my friend. My pleasure, Bubba. Thank you. Everybody, this is Bench with Bubba, your Cincinnati Reds season preview. Catch you guys next time.